0: Everybody, welcome to the Soul Seeker Podcast. This is Robin Sarma, your host. And today we are going to talk about very interesting topic. Uh, today's topic is about the five mind-blowing truths about 1918 you know, flu pandemic that happened 100, 100 years ago. And we are going to talk about it today because I think it is most relevant before we talk about more about COVID-19 in this series, we need to take the premises back and understand what exactly happened in 1918 and what are the lessons we can learn and what are the things that are getting repeated over here. So you know, I I, I try to structure this podcast and I think I will try to make it more shorter for you and I'll try to make it more specific for you so it helps you to kind of navigate and get this information and help anybody who is kind of confused about a lot of things that is going around us and so starting off you know I'm pretty sure you are most of you are aware about 1918 pandemic that happened and it has actually surfaced a lot in internet online but the funny thing was we never got to study in our school books Right? I didn't. I don't know anybody around the world got to study it. But uh, so there's this first mind blowing fact that it is called Spanish flu. And uh, you will be amazed to think that the reason why it is called Spanish flu might be because it was originated in Spain. But that's a false, that's a lie. Accordingly, because, you know that, we were pretty much aware that in 1914, we were kind of, you know, we had our war started. The World War One was starting it. And 1918 was the time where it was about to end when America joined the militant force to fight against Germany. So, the reason why it is called Spanish Flu is because it was kind of first reported in Spain news media. News media all around the world were kind of controlled by the government. The news that the public would get were kind of influenced by what are the information that they will be getting, which kind of restricted uh, of the news of this pandemic flu getting around in the militant force and in civilians. Uh, It was not reported and Spain was kindly the first one who actually reported about the flu. And Spain apparently was neutral, war neutral. They, he was, they were, Spain was not part of the World War I, which makes it really interesting of how, uh, how it was politicized. And then the other side of people who were part of the war started calling it Spanish flu because that's where the news came from. And, you know, and then after that, it's it became part of the subculture. And even till now, we call it Spanish flu. But now it is so funny to understand that the reason why it was called Spanish flu is the same reason why we are calling it Wuhan virus or Chinese virus. We are politicizing it. Nothing more, nothing less. So, you know, and that's a very interesting fact that there is a political angle on why a pandemic flu, which we understand so less of, uh, we call it Spanish flu, and we think we understand it. So that's one interesting fact that you need to understand: that war and nationalism agenda were overshadowing the uh, the real premises of war, of this pandemic being, you know, spread around. <sighs> So if, if if you actually look at the origin, there are like different people who say it might be originated actually from the USA and in China. But you know, they have not found the source, but it is definitive that it was not originated in Spain. It was already spread around by that time, and it was it was kind of a very political angle that was given to it, so that you know, you could kind of blame somebody who was not part of the act and then you know get away with it so i guess we need to we need to see it in a very critically to understand that why people would do that and that brings me to my second mind blowing facts did you know that in usa people pay for war and public was told that you have to kind of, you know, buy the war bonds. And if you don't buy the war bonds, you would not be looking, looked up as a good citizen. So they they were selling war bonds and raising money from the public to fund the World War One, And there were companies who were profiting from the war and and all the medical officers and all lot of medical people were sent in the war to look after the to look after the soldiers and this actually got to be so serious that the pandemic was going around and the government decided to not to talk about it because So apparently there was a parade that was happening all around USA. Especially there was this particular parade I would like to talk about is a parade in Philadelphia. So it was the month of October, I guess, where a lot of people were going around and telling people that we need to get more money to the war. And the kind of news that they were spreading was there's a German spy in our country which is giving all the information to to, to the people of uh, Germany. So people who do not contribute to the cause or to the, you know, to buy and contribute their portion of whatever they can to the war is kind of called as a traitor. So... So it was kind of, you know, a political campaign to kind of make people uh, spend money in the war. While there was pandemic going on and people were getting sick, it was not reported for days. And there was this parade. In this, in that parade, it was, a, that was like one of the disaster parade that happened in Philadelphia because that actually ignited transmission of that flu to a lot of thousands of people and what was happening in that period people were singing the war song they were saying they're gonna win there were ammunition of people showing off their militant equipments and and to just make it more how to say uh, like in, in our modern terms more presentable widows, people, women who died, husband died in the war, were told to stand along the line of the period so that, you know, people can have a very sympathetic um, cause to, you know, even donate more. In 72 hours after that period, an epidemic was declared and people were overloaded in the hospital. So that's a pretty mind-blowing fact to understand that the government did not care about the public health or saving lives. It cared about, you know, bringing the patriotic act the most and the primary thing in the in, in during the time of war and it was it was kind of pretty weird time in america because you cannot speak against the government and if you did you would be sent to jail so nobody was speaking against it of if even they did wrong and i will tell you government do make mistakes and we need to raise our voice so that you know we are able to kind of see things very clearly <sighs> And that was like mind blowing for me too, because I never knew about it. <laughs> wait here, wait. Like you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting facts that still need to go. And I know, you know, I'm I'm telling you things, but it is true. It is a uh, true. You could go and Google it. You don't believe me? You go and Google it. It is just mind blowing of how people have reacted during pandemic. So the third interesting pandemic fact that we can learn is, did you know how many people got infected in 1980 pandemic? Just think of a number. Like, what might be the number that, you know, people might have got infected with? You know, what's the number? 500 million people. That's the number. 500 million people. is like almost half of India. It's, it's like almost 17 Nepal put together and that was the amount of people and everybody in Nepal got infected. So you can you can imagine the amount of people who got infected in this pandemic because we were we were in a you know, war time. We didn't have public health. We didn't have a lot of things, infrastructures that we have now. But this was a staggering number. And. If you try to imagine the number of people who died in this pandemic because of the pandemic is more than 50 million, 200 million people. There's no account to it. Nobody actually counted. The way we are counting now, it was not like that. Nobody actually had a proper directory of people who died because of this pandemic around the world. They are just, you know, it is quite interesting that the pandemic research were actually done in last 15 years, 10 years in a tremendous way than it was done because it was kind of forgotten. All we talked about was war. All we talked about was World War One, World War II, but we never talked about the serious pandemic that happened. And it actually, which is very interesting, it actually killed more people than the world war one itself if you actually look at the number of world war one 15 to 19 million people died in world war one look at the number only 20 million people compared to what 50 to 100 million people there's no count how much this pandemic took life of people and in, and it is sad that we will have to die because of war, because, you know, it is, it is unfortunate. But we have learned from it. But did we learn from the pandemic? I don't think so. We did not. And, it, and the funniest thing about this fact is that it was not taught to us in our school book. All I remember at least me in nepal i don't know which where you are from which country you are from and go and look at your history textbook that is taught in your education system do they talk about this pandemic and how serious it was how politically uh, drastic mistakes were making how pub- by public health how many big mistakes were making no we don't talk about it. And that is so sad. And I think people in Nepal who are listening to me right now, I guess you got to go back and do some study. Need to understand what this pandemic is doing so that you can get a better picture of what we, what are we expecting in this future, you know? And it's just so sad that they didn't teach us in our education books and nobody actually knew about it much until now. So it is... It is quite a very interesting fact, which is like, you know, more number of people died in pandemic than World War I. Remember that. Now we go to our fourth interesting mind-blowing fact. Is that this pandemic didn't come and go right away. It stayed Okay, we didn't have proper health system, we didn't have proper, you know, quarantine system. So, if you actually look at it, during the time in nineteen eighteen when it started, it actually went for the whole year, 1990, even 1920, till 1920, 2021, it was like... Like, they could not cure it. It just went away by itself because people started getting immune to it. But it took almost three years, which took a lot of life. And the interesting fact with this is, is that it didn't come and go just once. It had, like, three waves. It came first. It killed some people. It came the second, the hardest, and it killed more people. And by the fact that the way things are happening in the US and things are happening in different countries where they want to open up the economy, come on, go and look at the facts that if you do open, there's a high chance of second wave which will kill more people. So I guess we need to understand that, you know, there is this very interesting fact of, of like in psychology i'm reading this book called the clear the art of clear thinking mm. in that book they talk about survivorship bias and in that bias human tend to believe that they are lucky than other people that they it won't affect them you know they they think that they will win oh it it, it can it cannot happen to them you know they are too 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 i don't know saved by the god i guess that it won't affect them. But if you actually see and look at the fact, it is not that that our biases would actually affect us a lot. And we need to think very critically. We need to think very scientifically. We need to think very objectively. And these are the things that we need to teach our parents. We need to teach all these people who have this wrong narrative of you know how do we perceive this pandemic and coming to my fifth and the last mind blowing fact about this pandemic is media did not aware the public the death for the country overshadowed the flu death like in it was it was quite interesting that women were not part of the medical education, medical practices during that time. So the fifth, which is like kind of a positive, I would say, like a woman empowerment thing, but but that was done due to the pandemic, that due to the failure of medical system, women started going to the medical school and attending and becoming nurses. So because medical doctors who... Mostly where men uh, failed... And that rose to the idea of, you know, the nurse and how we can take care of the patient better and how we can build the system better. So, you know, that that actually turned around to become a very interesting um, aspect for women to kind of get into the medical field and, you know, be part of that medical field because they are able to take care of, uh, of a patient more. And I genuinely believe it is so true, regardless of what other people say because I I definitely call myself to be a very strong feminist and I do not hesitate to call myself a strong feminist and when I say strong feminist I don't come across with the idea of the journal idea of feminism and I guess people who talk about being a feminist they need to really study really really deep into how it originated and everything so I guess for me it was kind of a very interesting interesting thing to know that okay During that period of time, this happened, and because of the medical system being collapsed, there were changes that were made, meaning that there is so many changes that we need to make right now in our medical system too. We need to be better prepared. We need to be better equipped. And last but, which is not part of the thing, there is so much of positive news like I've told you like very scary things that happened over during that time but you have to understand like till 2005 the gene genetics genome of that influenza was not figured out so it took like almost so many years for people to actually extract the virus study it and kind of get a genetic genome which makes it uh, which makes us feel like okay, but the, the coronavirus genome has been figured out. Yes, it has been, and people are already working on a vaccine, and we have already have a very advanced medical system, which was not till here in our humanity, and a lot of people around the world are working toward finding a solution to it, which gives you know an open, which opens a window. Of opportunity for a lot of people, but that does not mean that we can be careless and we can be stupid to make the similar mistake that they made. We don't have war now, but there's definitely differences that we have. The world is united, but the world is still divided because of the religion, because of the countries, because of the political agendas, and because of their political gain. So we have to kind of really get a real picture of what is what exactly is happening so you know telling all this go back today whatever you have learned go back today and do some research go and go, Go to the Google and just start looking after the pandemic. Like find interesting information, share with your friends, share with people around you, aware them what happened. You know how people' lives got affected. Because at the end is the common people, is the normal people, is the people who walk for their home and they don't have resources are the one who will get affected by this. So we have to kind of find a voice to bring things together and, and everybody in people who are in different roles need to play a huge role towards it. By saying that, I think I will, you know, kind of conclude this podcast today, which I f- hope you found interesting. And if you did, please don't forget to share it with your friends, tell people to listen to it. And I will end with a uh, very interesting, but a small rhyme that got popular in 1918, just to give you an idea of how they used a tactic to make children stay home. The poem goes like this I had a little bird, its name was Anja. I opened the window. And in flu, enja. <laughs> so, you know, you get... I think you get the gist of it. But that's, that's like... That was something that was popular around kids. So that people would not open the window and talk to other people. So... So I uh, you 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 get this very dramatic picture of our humanity when you realize that you know people are going to die and they are going to die in front of you and it does not affect you until your family member, your neighbor, your friend actually gets by it and which we, we rather than stigmatizing it rather than kind of politicizing it, we gotta look into a very scientific angle. So I think education has become much, much more like, you know, not the education that we get in the school, but the common education that we talk about, how we have a conversation has become much more important. And we need to talk into facts. We need to talk into a very genuine measures than trying to, you know, blame each other or figure out a way to um, put, put, the whole blame to certain community, that doesn't work, not at all. And we got to stand together. We got to stay together. Saying that much, I would request you all, you have a very good evening and you have a you know good time. Keep creating. Keep dreaming. Keep seeking. Thank you so much.